Hey friends, we're Joe and Micah Rink, and this is the College Cast. This week, we're talking about boundaries. And special guest star, we've got Shane Wormers on the line once again. How does it feel? Dude, second time's the charm, I think, right? It's November, we got that November weather in, it's colder now, it's super great. I love yeah, it. crazy mm-hmm. snow, like... Yeah. A while ago. <laughs> um, so, Shane, boundaries is kind of a little bit of a buzzword these days. A lot of people throw it around. There's, you know, everybody's like, oh, set healthy boundaries. But, like, what does boundary, like, making boundaries really even mean? It's a great question. And really... Um, I'll start off with a kind of a little bit of a definition of kind of what boundaries are, right? And and the boundary is a limit or a space between you and the other person. It's a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. Mm-hmm. It's the purpose of setting a healthy boundary is, of course, to protect you and take care of you first and foremost, mm. right? So it's really not necessarily about the other person, as much as it is about you, what's comfortable for you, what is within the the level of your uh, healthy space, mm. right? And I think the greatest part about that definition is the part where it says it's where you begin and the other person ends, right? Yeah. So that way there's a clear separation between you and this other person. There's not this kind of overlap to say the least Mm. yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and so as we think about boundaries and as we you know kind of are beginning this conversation like what are ways that we can set healthy boundaries but in firm ways so i think that there's a couple ways that we can look at boundaries right there's kind of three types right so we have Rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, and healthy boundaries, Hmm. right? And so those rigid boundaries are going to be things where we um, are a little bit more emotionally detached. We kind of aren't quite available in terms of um, willingness to ask for help. We um, don't have a a lot of close relationships. Um, we're very protective of our personal information. We don't share a lot, right? Um, and we always kind of keep our distance. We're always kind of at arm's length with people, mm. right? And we all kind of maybe know some of those people, right? Where it's like, I, I, I want to get to know them, but I just feel like I'm always at arm's length, mm. right? Um, and so that would be that kind of rigid boundary, Right. They have a very tight, rigid boundary of saying, hey, you know what, I this is my space, and this is your space, and I want you to get anywhere close to that. Right. The porous boundary, on the other hand, is going to be the complete opposite of that. That's going to be those moments where, uh, you're in, where there's oversharing happening. Right. And that can be oversharing about emotional issues, sexual issues, um, and, and these mo these really kind of like personal things where you're just like, whoa, dude, like 
I just got to know you and this is a little too much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be where you're over-involved in other people's problems. So you're always trying to rescue others. Mm. Yeah. Right? You're just like, hey, you know what? I am here to rescue you and I want to make sure you're safe and you're healthy and you're okay. And I will drop anything in a hat to be there for you. Right. Right. It's also dependent on other people's opinions. Right. Hmm. And you're oftentimes more accepting of abuse or disrespect. Hmm. You're willing to take on these kind of pieces where you're willing to harm yourself because it doesn't, you don't matter as much as the other person. Hmm. Yeah. That right. makes sense. And then you're also in that space of where you fear that rejection. So you're willing to do whatever it takes to kind of get their approval. Mm. Right. Mm. And so there's a lot that can kind of go into place with that. And those porous boundaries can be kind of pretty intense uh, and kind of overwhelming. Uh, and we may have experienced people like that. Um, and we may, we may experience a little bit of that of ourselves. But then that's where those healthy boundaries comes in as well is that healthy boundaries is kind of that independence where you can kind of have that overlap with you and that other person just that slight overlap where you can value your own you have you value your own opinions you value the opinions of others you don't compromise your opinions Mm. or your Mm. values right you're willing to kind of stay stay true to who you are right yeah. You're able to share that personal information in an appropriate way, not oversharing, not sharing at all, right? That kind of fine line. And then you're also able to share personal information and communicate to them in a clear and communicative way, right? And the way that I like to think about a healthy kind of relationship, right, is I like to think of us, and the way that I talk to my clients about this is with this example of, People are like an onion, right? We're kind of kind of like the Shrek quote, right? Right. You know, donkeys like you know ogre, ogres are like onions, right? But people are like onions, and relationships are like onions, hmm. right? What happens when you just chop an onion and start stabbing right in the middle? It gets messy really fast, right? Mm-hmm. But a healthy relationship looks like peeling off those layers of that onion. So sometimes that looks like, hey, you know what? Like, what's your favorite color? Oh, sweet. Your favorite color is green. My, my favorite color is blue. Right? And so then you can start to peel those layers. And then the more layers you peel off, the more intimate you get. But there may be resistance at some point where the person you're communicating with doesn't want to go any further. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That just means that that's probably the depth of that relationship at this time. And, and it doesn't mean that you need to go sharing more. And if you share a little bit more and they don't reciprocate that, it's okay to leave it at that. You don't have to keep sharing and sharing and sharing. Hmm. Peeling more layers even though the other person is not. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Another word, Shane, that we hear a lot in relationships and sometimes it comes along with boundaries is this idea of codependency. What does codependency mean? I like to think of codependency as kind of what I talked about when, in boundaries. It's like, where does, where do I begin? Where does the other person end? And codependency mm-hmm. becomes this space where it's a very blurred line of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot of 
this idea where it's kind of an overlap in a lot of ways. It's enmeshed. Like your relationship and my relationship with this person is so connected that there's no beginning or end between the two of us. Mm. Um, and what that looks like is that there's oftentimes uh, someone that's a rescuer and then someone that's a victim. Mm. And what can be challenging about that situation is that where codependency is what can be challenging is that there's this need to always rescue. And then that victim gets a sense of reward and fulfillment from saying like, oh my gosh, they're always going to be here for me. Mm. If I follow these set of things, then I know they'll show up. Mm. They'll be there. And that can be really damaging in both scenarios because there's this lack of independence. There's this lack of individual identity. Mm. And then it causes this kind of conflict of like, I can no longer do much without that other person. Mm. Or I'll drop everything in a hat for that person because I need to be there to rescue them. They, they won't make it without me. Right. Mm. So how do we love people well without becoming codependent? And I think that that's where I like that you've connected the two of these is creating healthy boundaries and not becoming codependent. I mean, codependency can be is when really there's just an over an over enmeshment of the boundaries, right? Where they're just overlapped and they're not separated at all, right? Mm. Totally dependent on the other. Whereas if we can maintain those healthy boundaries and recognize that I can have my own values, my own opinions, my own beliefs, right? Separate from this other person and recognize that they can have the right to those as well. And recognize that maybe there's moments where they don't want to share as much and I can see that. Mm. They don't want to, I don't need to keep pressing them into that. Then we can kind of set that tone of being like, okay, yeah. That's cool. We'll leave it with where it's at. I don't need to be there. And it's at the same time of being, recognizing within ourselves and saying like, if someone is texting us constantly saying like, hey, you need, I need you. I can't do this without you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Being able to set that clear boundary of saying, hey, you know what? Like, um, I would, I'd love to be here all the time, but I have other commitments as well. Um, and when I'm with you, I'm 100% available. Um, but that doesn't mean I can be there anytime you call mm. as well. Yeah, I think that's such a good reminder for us as leaders to just think about how to be, how to set those boundaries up front so that it doesn't become a codependency problem or so that it doesn't become um, something that it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Shane, the last time you were a guest with us, we did some scenarios. Are you good if we do some more scenarios? Let's do it. Awesome. First scenario, let's say I have a relationship with a student and they're walking through a lot of hard things and they call and text me all the time. Every time I talk to them, it feels like something new and hard is going on. And maybe I start to think like it's my job to always be available and take action on their behalf or always answer the phone. How could I set a boundary in that situation? And I think this is a similar situation I was mentioning before. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that looks like is just being clear with that student of being like, hey, you know what? I, um, 
I want to be here for you and I want to be 100% available for you um, in the times that I, I can be with you. Mm. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I will be 100% available 100% of the time. Right? I have other commitments and obligations. I have things that I have to be responsible for. Um, and if you're in dire crisis, like, let me know and I'll, I'll do what I can to help you get the help you need. But I am not the person that can be um, that, that level of dependence where I, like, you can, can't function without me. Mm. Right. And that would be, and it can, that can be crafted in a lot of different ways, that conversation. But mm-hmm. I think what it ultimately looks like is just being able to communicate with that student being like, Hey, you know what? Like we talk a lot and we talk a long time. Um, but like, I need to have some space as well. Mm. Um, you know, I need time to be able to have time with my family or I need time to enjoy my, um, some company with other people and mm-hmm. I don't need to have to kind of always be waiting for that, that phone call to drop. Yeah. That's really good. Is there a good way you think to balance like how, how we could be afraid of offending somebody in our boundaries? No, and, I think and, that that's the, not caring. Yeah. I think that's the biggest fear, right? Is coming across as, this is going to be an offensive thing. Um, and really, boundaries, like I said before, is about taking care of you, right? <clears throat> and so some people may find that they have a bit, a larger threshold of being able to take on more phone calls hmm. than others, right? But it's it's communicating that clearly and up front of being like, hey, you know what? Like, you're joy texting all the time. Um, like, you know, I want to be here for you, but... Um, but I may not be able to be available 100% of the time. Mm. And I think that that fear of being too, you know, offensive can, it will, it may, it may come across that way. Mm. Um, But that's okay in a way, if you're doing it in a, in a, in a respectful way, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not necessarily about your intention isn't to offend. Your intention is to be clear. And sometimes when people feel like they have this dependency on you, it is offensive when you say, hey, you know what, I actually need some space. Right. Um, and that's not necessarily your thing, that's theirs. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. Hmm. So I have another student. Um, they just really seem to lack some social awareness. Uh, they can't k- pick up on you know, what makes other people uncomfortable. They often in groups uh, will uh, reference their sex life using graphic terms. And, you know, sometimes they they speak with like a lot of like swearing and and those kind of things. Um, How do you set up a boundary for this relationship? Hmm. Um. And I think it's one of those situations as well where it's it's about clear communication, right? If if it's if these things can be offensive for you or they're uncomfortable for you or you recognize they're uncomfortable for other people, it's being clear with that person, being like, hey, you know what? Like, 
when we're in this space, we we try to be as respectful and personal as possible. And when um, we share a lot about like our sex life or some of these, we cuss a lot. That can be kind of really hard for some people. Um, what are your thoughts on like being able, like, do you think that that's something that we can kind of dial in a little bit and be mindful of those other people in the group? Mm. Right. And I think that at the same time, if it's a group setting, right, so you're in a small group or something like that, it would be setting up those group norms up front, right, of saying like, hey, you know what, like, what do we want this group to do? What do we, how do we want to engage in our conversations? How do we want to engage in these, these types of things? And then that would be setting those clear boundaries up front. And sometimes that, that doesn't happen, but I think it's just being mindful that, like, that other person does have feelings. Mm-hmm. That person does have things that they're working through. And mm-hmm. so just coming at that with a respectful tone, but also assertive and kind of being clear and what, what is helpful for you to, to feel comfortable mm. in that moment, in those situations. Yeah. I like how much you're putting on both people in the scenario. You're putting a lot that it really comes down to what we as leaders are comfortable with, but it's also putting the responsibility back onto the other person, asking them to work with you on these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like boundaries are that like healthy boundaries are a little bit more of that two way street um, more so than those like rigid boundaries? Absolutely. I think that that's, that's exactly what it is, right? If you're rigid, you're, you're not caring about what the other person thinks. Mm. you're kind of cold and calculated to say, hey, you know, this is what you don't do. Mm. Um, whereas, like, healthy boundaries can be that space where it's like, hey, you know what, like, you know, we recognize that this is something that you're working through, but there's a certain time and a place for that, right? Or in, when, you're, when you're conversing with me, like, it makes me feel uncomfortable when you use this kind of language um, or when these kinds of topics come up. Um, and I think when we use those kind of I statements, it makes it feel less offensive, mm. right? And, and instead of the directed you, like, hey, you need to stop doing that because that's not make, it doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Mm. That's never really, never really comes across very clear or, or super productive. Kind, right? And so those I statements can be really helpful to say, like, hey, you know, I feel like when we talk a lot about sex or swear words, um, really graphic with the language we use it can it kind of makes me uncomfortable um would it be okay if 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 we kind of dial that back a bit when you're around me Mm. definitely that's good Mm. okay one final scenario let's say i have a fellow leader who often gives me unsolicited advice Sometimes they have good thoughts, but sometimes I just want to be able to share what's going on without receiving advice. Um, how do I set up a boundary in that relationship? Um, I think in this situation, it sounds like there's this moment where you're kind of being told things that you don't necessarily need to hear and you're just looking to be heard, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that that's where as leaders, we need to be cognizant as well is recognizing that 
are where where is our heart in this right are we trying to problem solve for those that we care about or are we actually trying to listen Mm. right more often than not when we're having conversations with others people just want to be heard more than they want to be told what they need right and so what we can do with this person kind of needs and what that boundary looks like is kind of being a little bit more direct right is saying hey you know what like right now and like front loading that conversation with that person knowing that they maybe provide more advice being like hey you know what right now um what i'm what i need from you is is for you to just kind of be there and listen to me i just want to process and speak this out loud with somebody um can can you be there and be those ears for me right now and and that can be a clear way of setting that boundary without having to be offensive Mm-hmm. right of saying hey you know what like i i got this i'm wrestling with something right now and i just need to bounce some ideas off somebody can you can you be those ears for me mm-hmm. uh, and just listen to what i have to say for a minute hmm. uh, and it can be a really powerful way for them to kind of meet you in that space as well mm. that's cool yeah. but i think something that we all like can take away from this conversation and in, in the last time that we got to talk with Shane is that we are leaders and and we we get to model this for our students um and so I think I I like that last scenario because it is between two leaders and it's even just asking hey like let's let's work together here let's you know Mm -hmm. those those healthy boundaries and, and being able to have candid conversations I think um, sets us up well and, and will set up our students well. So, and it, and it comes from that place of like intent, right? Mm. And knowing that like as a team, as a group, your intention isn't to offend the others, right? Or to your, your intention is to be there for each other, mm-hmm. right? To lead alongside one another, right? To serve each other in what, in good times, hard times, right? And so, when we, we come with that assumption of like knowing that how they're they, they're looking for my best interests, then it can t- it can allow us to create those healthy boundaries with everybody else as well. That's really good. Thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, super fun. I'm glad that I could be here. Thanks, guys.